this is like a call for an open and you just see something in the house, the big house. Does it have a lot of rooms? Hmm, maybe I look like it has a two. What are you going to call it? What um, is All Saints screen. Day? What is the origin of this? Hmm? He's clean. He clean. Jesus cleans it? Yes. He's a good boy? Yes. Good. And this is the house, Jesus' house. And then this is the clean house. This place the clean house? No. This is the queen and this is the Jesus. Because they're all ones together. Because they open the doors at the same time. Mm. And they're hence alley together. But they have bandage. The bandage? Yeah, um, mm. the house. Oh. Yeah, anything else? Um, there's chair. This chair? Yeah, what is this? You finished talking? You want to talk some more? Mm-hmm. Okay. Day, where did it come from? Who are the saints? Why do we have a day dedicated to all of the saints? All Saints Day, also known as All Hallows Day or Hallowmas, like Christmas, means a day dedicated to all of the saints in the communion of saints. Now, before we talk more about this, I'd like to talk about sanctity and what holiness means. You see, on the 31st of October, All Hallows Evening, that is Halloween, that followed by the next day, November 1st, you have All Hallows Day, which is All Saints Day, and then you have November 2nd, which is All Souls Day. It's a three-day triduum known as All Hallows Tide, right? All Hallows Time. Yes, these are three days, and it was established first by Pope Gregory III in the 8th century, and it became popular around the 11th century. Now, to begin, I'd like to ask all of you this question. Do you know what the vocation of every single person is? The word vocation comes from the Latin word vocare, which means to call or to listen to God's call. And the vocation of every single individual is holiness, sanctity. Simply put, every one of us are called to become a saint. Now, whenever I'm asked to give a talk on vocation, the first thing, the first thing I always talk about is the vocation to holiness. You see, this is the most important and most fundamental reality ever, right? It's a life of holiness. Every day, we're called to live a holy life and to walk the path of sanctity. You see, the, the state of life you choose, whether it's religious life, whether it's marriage, whether it's a single life, etc., these states of life help you to live a life of holiness. That's the key word, holiness. And unfortunately, so oftentimes in society today, holiness is not, is not one of those words where you hear of very often. But you see, it's the vocation of every single one of us. And sometimes when we hear the word holiness, we're like, oh, no, 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 thank you. That's not for me, right? I tell you, you know, whenever I give talks, whenever I mention that word, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, those are those people out there. Those are those who pray all the time and who do all these things uh, continuously. I'm not a holy person. I just am a regular person. 
etc. Now, I think this is very interesting because, again, I want to emphasize every one of us have one vocation, first of all, and that is to holiness. Now, another question that all of us wrestle with is this question about the meaning of life. What's the meaning of your life? Think about that for a moment. Why are you here? Why did God make you? So on and so forth. And all these important questions come to our mind. Right? Try Googling, for example, what the meaning of life is and see what you will find. Anyways, what is the meaning of life? Is it happiness? Is it a sense of fulfillment, sense of happiness and joy, etc.? Well, you know, Aristotle, one of the ancient Greek philosophers, wrote a couple volumes on this very topic about the meaning of life. And he describes what a good life is. You see, the meaning of life, according to Aristotle, is that every human life has a purpose, and that purpose is happiness. And that happiness is attained through the building and the acquiring of the various virtues. Right? The key word is virtues. And there are four classic cardinal virtues, right? Prudence, justice, temperance, courage. Anyways, more on all that stuff in another video. Here, though, I want to talk about seven. Seven important points about All Saints Day, also known as All Hallows Day. Now, in case you're wondering, like I shared before, hollow means holy or saint. And you can search it up in a dictionary. You'll find it right there. Think of the Our Father prayer, right? Whenever we pray, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Hallowed means holy, right? Holy is your name. And take a look at Halloween. You see, the word hollow means holy, and ween is shortened from the word evening. All Hallows Evening. In other words, the evening before All Saints Day is Halloween. Right? Oops. I got something lined up for you right after the end of this. We're going to look at the Tritium of Death. Dun, dun, dun. All right, I'll teach tease you a little bit so that he can load. Who is speaking, by the way? All Saints Day explained. What is All Saints Day? Who is this guy who's speaking? I'm liking him. Father Paul Vu. Finally, a Vietnamese guy. V-U. Vu. I know Vu. Paul. Good enough. What is All Saints Day? All Saints Day explained. Why do we celebrate All Saints Day on November 1st? What is the history of All Saints Day? Where did All Saints Day come from? Who are the saints? Why do we have a day dedicated to all the saints every year on November 1st? Well, because it's the first, duh. Harvest time, November, fall, autumn, big moon. Well, you know, Chinese celebration, autumn, moon cake. So good. Ooh, yummy cake. I told you, see, it's all connected. Here, Father Paul explains the history and I meaning. I can get a cake for myself. <laughs> of All Saints Day and share that our number one goal in life is to become a sainthood. Was it, was it, was it? We're going to read Little Red Riding Hood, too. That's on the to-do list. called The Little Red Cap. We're also going to read 
What's with the mouse, the bird, and the sausage? That's up, too. Man, there's so much good stuff to read. Who can get bored with God? Man, come on. And we gotta do Lords and Vespers. So, with further, without further ado... A very interesting point what? from the word evening. All Hallows evening. In other words, the evening before All Saints Day is Halloween, right? Very interesting point there for you to think about. Now, point number one. Point number one I want to share about All Saints Day is that it's celebrated every year on the first day of November. In fact, November is a special month because in the church's liturgical calendar, in particular, November is a month where we remember all the saints on the first day and then all the souls on the second day and the rest of the month. In other words, November is when we remember all of the faithful departed. And sometimes, you know, when I talk to various different people, they say, well, November is a sad month. Or in November, it seems like a lot of people are dying, etc. The weather's change, the seasons change, our lives change, etc. The church dedicates November to remember all of the faithful departed. Right? Our family members, our friends, everyone who have gone before us. And the first day of November is dedicated to all of the saints, those who have gone to heaven. And then the second day, all of the faithful departed in which we entrust to God's love and mercy that they be received into his kingdom. Right? Now, number two. Number two I want to share is the history of the Feast of All Saints Day. Now, if we look at the history of this a little bit, it gets very interesting. You see, here's the, the brief history of the celebration. Now, in the early church, particularly in Rome, many Christians were martyred. In other words, they suffered death for the faith. And so you have a lot of saints who are martyrs throughout history, but particularly during Rome. And if you take a look at this time, some of the martyr saints are known and some are unknown, right? Martyrs confess their faith. And so anyways, um, you see, in times there were so many martyrs that are both known and unknown. Eventually, in the year 609, Pope Boniface IV dedicated, you know, he consecrated the Pantheon in Rome. You know, many of some of you, you visit the, the city of Rome, make sure to visit the Pantheon. He dedicated the Pantheon to Saint Mary, Santa Maria, to the martyrs as well, right? To all the martyr saints. And he used May 13th as the day of dedication to all the martyrs. Well, eventually, Pope Gregory III extended that a couple centuries later to all of the saints, not just the martyrs, but to all of the saints. And he moved the date from May 13th to November 1st, right, to connect it all in with the church's liturgical calendar. And this day is a holy day of obligation. Uh, in the Code of Canon Law and in the church liturgical calendar, but certainly, you know, that various different conference of bishops can uh, change that as they see fit. Point number three, point number three, saints, those known and unknown, are those who have gone to heaven. So simply put for point number three here, what is a saint? Well, a saint is a holy man or woman who have persevered in their Christian faith, who lives extraordinary lives of virtue, and who have entered into heaven. You see, most saints were at one time sinners, but then they rely on the grace of, uh, of Christ to help them overcome their sin and to live lives of holiness. 
There are also saints who are martyrs, like I mentioned before, right? Those who have died for their faith, and those who live extraordinary lives of holiness. Those are the saints who are holy, you know. And as I've shared before as well, too, the vocation of every single one of us is to holiness, right? Our goal is to get to heaven. The saints have already gone there, and they are the ones who will show us how to get there as well. Point number four. Point number four. The gospel reading for All Saints Day come from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter five, verses one to twelve a. You know what this verse is about? It's about the eight beatitudes. You see, the eight beatitudes are beautiful because they show us what it truly means to live a life of blessedness. And blessedness, not based on the measure of the world, but blessedness in the eyes of God. So, how do you live a life of blessedness? Look at the eight attitudes. They teach us precisely how to live a life of blessedness. Point number five. Point number five no, is、Daddy. the communion of saints. Now, whenever we pray the Apostles' Creed, you know we say, "I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting." Ah, the communion of saints. What is the communion of saints? It refers to the fact that the church is not just made up of living members like the church here in this world, but the church is also all the saints, those in heaven, and then also those in purgatory. Right, so all of that is the church. In fact, if you open up the Catechism of the Catholic Church, paragraph nine hundred and fifty-four, here's what it says: At the present time, some of the disciples of Christ are pilgrims on earth. That's all of us. That's you and I. Others.
What happened? What happened? What Okay, so first up, Saint of the Day. Saint of the Day today is a huge litany, laundry list. So long, I cannot scroll so long. Okay, so we're just going to start. October 30th, consider he who is immensity itself, clinging to the maternal neck of Mary. Quote from Saint Anselm. A-N-S. Like, you want answers? A-N-S. E-L-M. Go to the elm tree. Anselm. All right. We're going to read Health of the Sick, which is Mary, the Health of the Sick, by Cardinal Alexis Henry Marie Lepercier. And if we have time, we'll hear from Archbishop Alan Goodyear. 
on the the subject of the crown of sorrow, the subject of Herod. Ooh. We're just going to call out the first few saints. Blessed. Can you please be quiet? Blessed Benvenuta Bohani, also known as, same whatever, profile, youngest of seven daughters. She refused to play any childhood games and that smacked of worldliness or vanity. By age 12, she was voluntarily wearing hair, hair shirts. Hair shirts are those things that, like, imagine you, you know how, like, your shirt tag is bothering you, but, like, imagine your whole shirt's made of shirt tags, and they keep bothering you. That's what it means by mortification. Make yourself uncomfortable and get used to it until you like it. To get you used to being uncomfortable is like boot camp. I told you. All right. All right, what is this? Uh, she is voluntarily wearing hair shirts in a rope belt. As she grew, the rope began... Oh, come on, baby. Uh, as she grew, the rope began to cut into her. It had to be removed, but was too embedded to be untied like my baby can't get away from me she prayed over it please help me but jesus mary and joseph and it fell to her feet oh who let the dogs out dominican tertiary tertiary was a very young woman lived her entire life at home practicing extreme austerities Confined to her bed for five years, with a serious illness, she had to be carried to Mass daily. During a Mass on the eve of the Feast of St. Dominic, who let the dogs out, the Guzman, the saint appeared to her, and later in the liturgy, she was miraculously healed. Visionary she was who had visits from both angels and demons. Well, ain't that interesting? She could banish the demons by mentioning the name of Our Lady. However, hard life or no sickness or no visions and demonic oppressions or no, she was known to be always cheerful and confident in God. I am liking Blessed Venuta. The Bohani. Can't wait to see you in heaven. We left her up. Thank you, Lord Jesus. She was born in Italy. Picture it, Italy. Friuli. 1254. She was born the fourth day in May in the Cividale del Friuli. Friday. Friuli, God, good. Cividale de Cividale de Friuli, Italy. Die. Twelve ninety-two. What's ninety-two minus fifty-four? I don't know. About 50, 40, 40 years. All right, all right. Bye, guys. I'll talk to you later. Do you know why Saint Dominic is called a dog? Oh, I'm sorry. Or why a dog is called a dog? Uh, one zillion dollars. The question is, who let the dog?
Subject of hair odd, here her odd, he, h e r o d, her odd, Herod. Anyway, but they were more earnest, saying, "Quote what Luke say, he stirreth up the people, teaching throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee to this place." Unquote. And Pilate, hearing Galilee. Asked if the man were a Galilean, and when he understood that he belonged to Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him away to Herod, who himself was also at Jerusalem in those days. Well, coinky dink, says Luke chapter twenty-three, five to seven. Number one, the examination had been in private; the priest therefore did not know, 
what had passed between the judge and their victim. But we do, because we've been reading Nicodemus. But something assured them that the charge of high treason had gone home. They must cling to it, so they fall back upon it, this time coloring the truth so that it seems the blackest lie, black hole. For indeed, what they now have to say is only the simple truth, semicolon. We had stirred up the people. He had thought. He had taught. He had taught throughout all Judea. He had begun from as far as Galilee and had reached even up to that place. Everywhere he had proclaimed his kingdom, saying, quote, Do penance, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Uh, Unquote. He had so won the hearts of men that these scribes and Pharisees and priests and ancients had met together in dismay, saying, quote, What do we, question mark, for behold, all the world goes after him, unquote, question mark. He had gone about doing good, semicolon, the good he had done and been acknowledged even by his enemies, semicolon, and now because he had done it, because he had given himself unsparingly for God and men, Therefore, with the cleverness of, capital S, Satan, it could be shown that he was a danger to the capital state. Capital S, state, and the argument still holds. Number two, quote, Pilate, hearing Galilee, uh, comma, asked if the men were a Galilean, unquote. This would seem to show conclusively that Pilate had heard little or nothing of, of our Lord before, though, quote, all the world, unquote, had been going after him, semicolon. Uh, though there had been the great display of palms, P-A-L-M-S, the tree or the hand, in the hand, The tree in the hand, great, with thorns. Did you know a palm vine has thorns? I'm going to send you my picture one of these days. So I don't lay there on the floor, whatever. Though there had been the great display of palms on the Sunday before, though in the booths in the marketplace the question whether Jesus of Nazareth were or were not in the city was on the lips of many, still, The great ones in the land knew nothing of him. Mm -hmm. And those who guided the destinies of nations had never heard of the man that was revolutionizing the world. Quote, Jesus of Nazareth passes by, unquote, semicolon. And only the blind see him. Mm Mm-hmm. And the lame follow him. Mm Mm-hmm. And the deaf hear him. Hmm. And the weak things of this world are chosen to confound the strong. Told you. But the great and the strong do not know him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Never heard of him. Mm-hmm. 
Or, if they do, only know him as one who, quote, stirreth up the people, unquote, and must be suppressed. Number three, quote, he sent him away to Herod. <laughs> he sent him away to Herod, unquote. Here begins our Lord's third procession through the city. We cannot recall these processions without reminding ourselves of their particular sufferings. Sufferings! Suffer! The special insults to which they exposed him, quote, in the house of them that loved him. <laughs> insults, which in the crowded interest of the rest are too easily overlooked. On Pilate's part, it was an act of cowardice. I'm sorry to say. A deliberate shirking of responsibility washed the sands of it. Since he could not bring himself as yet to put an innocent man to death, to please the mob, he hoped the less scrupulous Herod would do it for him. He had played with the situation from the beginning. Now his playing was beginning its results, growing guilt upon himself, increasing suffering for our Lord. What do you guys think now that we've had Nicodemus's perspective on this? I don't know. What do you think? In summary, number one, two, three. Number one, the new charge found in the truth, the wells having been poisoned. Number two, the ignorance of our Lord shown by Pilate. The ignorance of our Lord shown by Pilate in spite of many circumstances. I don't know, you guys. Pilate's cowardice before temptation, increasing his own guilt and suffering of our Lord. From the Crown of Sorrow by Archbishop Albin Goodyear. Mm-hmm. I don't know, y'all. Where did I find this? This is on Saint of the Day, on Law Date, under Order of Mass. So, uh, the Law Date app, L-A-U-D-A-T. I don't know, y'all. I don't know. Not so motivated to read it anymore. Yeah. If you want some more, let me know. If not, I'm going somewhere else. Bye. Next up, we have Our Lady's Psalter. A lot of people don't realize that this is the original name of the rosary. It's not called rosary. That's just a nickname. The original is Our Lady's Psalter. I'm sorry. Did you say salt? No, I said P.S. I love you. P.S.? No, yes. You don't say the P. Oh. You just go pee. Oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, okay. What do you get salt? By peeing. Got it. Okay. And tears. Got it. Okay. I still have to play the shack for you guys. And the giver. Whatever. Okay. Our Lady's Psalter is originally from the 150 texts for the 150 Hail Marys in the Rosary from the original 150 Psalms. Just like P.S. A-L-M-S, Psalms. So it is Psalter with a P, silent in the beginning. I get it. Edited by Mr. Raymond Mund, Raymond Divas, O-P. What does O-P mean? I don't know. Who cares? I don't know. Let's read. The Hail Mary as a prayer did not really come into vogue, 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 Madonna, until, oh, Madonna, until the 11th century. You know what? All right, let's just give it a paragraph, see if it's interesting. The first portion of it, if not, we're going to vogue. The first portion of it, be not 
The first portion of it, but not the complete first half, appears in ancient liturgy of St. James the Less. Okay, yeah, I like to hear from the underdog who let the dogs out in the East. In the West, its first known appearance is in the Mass for the first Sunday. I like the Sundays, especially the first one. You get the first scoop. And of Advent, drawn up by St. Gregory the Great. Yes, he was very great. He, a very, very humble guy. Very great. I like him. Okay. Pope he was. Pope. Very humble. From 199, I'm sorry, 1196, the whole of the first half, without the holy name, H-N, was used as a prayer. Quote, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. Unquote. It is interesting to reflect that this was the form of the prayer that St. Dominic woo, 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 and his contemporaries were familiar with. Then, 40, I like the name 40, for, number 40, year, uh, 40 years after the saint's death, oh, ho, ho, Pope Urban, uh-huh, the fourth saint, between... 1261 and 1264, three years, interesting, added the all-important words, quote, Jesus Christ, period, spice, amen, unquote, period. And thus, more or less, for the next three centuries, oh, 300 years, uh-huh, was the Hail Mary recited, but only more or less, for there were exceptions. All right, you see, this is what we're talking about in the True Devotion Book of Mary, okay? I don't know. What do you guys think? What do you think? I don't know. Go listen to it. This is a continuous, nonstop, never-ending story. So if you're not sure what I'm talking about, just go to previous all the way back to the beginning. In the beginning was the word. Okay, good enough. Everything's done by his word. Just talk to Jesus. Okay, whatever. Saint Antoninus dated 1459, was credited with having made use of a Hail Mary almost as complete as our own. The late Father Herbert Thurston, S.J., who mentions this, also noticed in the British Museum a copy ooh, of one of the, I like PDFs, of one of Savonarola's work published in 1495. Why should I be interested? Oh, because at the head of which stands printed the Ave Maria. Just as we know it now, save for the sole omission of the word Nostre. Mm-hmm. Our. Uh, okay, you want to take our out of the Ave Maria? That's nice. That is, in English, at the hour of our death. Hello, I need that part. Hello, I need a good death. Give me a good death. Do not let me be a headless horseman. Thank you. <sighs> I'm sorry, almost headless horseman. That's whatever. At the hour of death, instead of at the hour of our death. Yeah, everybody had, dies their own day, people. Sorry, don't need to wait for uh, rev left behind. You're just going to get left behind all by yourself. Whatever. Came into the world naked by yourself. You're going to go out naked by yourself. By yo. You sleep by yourself? Whatever. The second part of the Hail Mary began to come into general use in the middle of the 16th century. So don't worry about it until you're 16. The Catechism of the Council of Trent must have been largely responsible for this. Six. 
16 candles. We need a music break. Let's do it. Uh, it's only been five minutes. You can hang in there for 15 at least. Right? The second part of the Hail Mary began to come in general use in the middle of the 16th century. The Catechism of the Council of Trent must have been largely responsible for this. Doesn't everybody keep asking me, what council? The Council of Trent. Catechism of the Council of Trent. What about it? Must have been largely responsible for this. Of what? The second part of the Hail Mary began to come into general use in the middle of the 16th century. The, council cate the Catechism of the Council of Trent must have been largely responsible for the second part of the Hail Mary. Because in this catechism, it was definitely con affirmed. The Catechism of Trent confirmed, affirmed that the concluding half of the Hail Mary had been made by the church, it's her, by the church herself. Men can't have babies? No. Sorry. Falky, Falkler? What was that? What, no, no. Um, meet the Falkers? Yeah. yeah. Nope. Sorry. That just ain't natural. Sorry. Which will have been recommendation enough for its acceptance by all the faithful? Yeah, it should be good enough. Good enough. St. Pius V became Pope in 1564. St. Pius, he was so pious. How pious? One hand. Fifth. Became Pope. 1564. And he must have been quite aware that the addition of the second part of the Hail Mary made that prayer just twice its original length. Oh, he must have known. Ugh. So. It was perhaps hardly likely that the extra time involved by this in the recitation of the rosary had anything to do with the matter anyways. Seriously, come on. You can't spend one more minute with me. Come on, it's only seven minutes. This is the method, slightly modernized, that has come down to our own times, albeit in but few churches today in this country are the short meditations before the mysteries or decades read out in full, still less the short prayers that follow on after the decades. Priests and people now appear to be satisfied with the announcing of the title of the mystery that has to be pondered over during the decade and have dispensed with the reading of the 15 short meditations, each one beginning with, quote, let us contemplate in this mystery. Hello, you think that'd be important to remind us? Next paragraph, St. Pius V's method. You want a method? Here it is. Even with the addition of the second part of the Hail Mary on every one of the 150 beads was shorter and simpler than the method that had previously prevailed, which nonetheless in a few localities in Europe is still in vogue. Vogue, vogue, vogue. Remind me of that, 833. This original method consisted in some words of meditation on each mystery in turn being read out loud before every single Hail Mary, and for that matter, before each Our Father as well. The Begins of Gant. What is that? A tightly knit co-fraternity. Got it. Practice this method. What was that again? Begins. What? B-E-G-U-I-N-E-S. Like genuine, like that beer thing. Begins of Gant. G-H-E-N-T. A tightly knit confraternity practiced this method. Oh, really? Okay, okay. They came into existence six or seven years after St. Dominic's death and seem, six or seven years, and seem from the first to have been under Dominican direction at first. 
quote, at each our father, unquote, their psalterium directed, quote, at each, at, and at each Hail Mary, let the head of the Bajines read and recall some mystery of the life of Christ or of the Blessed Virgin. I mean, that's the whole point, meditating on a mystery. Why do you need to meditate? Because it's a mystery. Give me time to think. Be quiet. Thank you. You're welcome. We may notice in passing that a book will then be, have been quite as necessary for the devotion as the beads. You have the beads. Now you need the words. Great. Footnote. See the article on the Hail Mary in the Catholic Encyclopedia. Footnote 2. The best edition in English of this little work, which consists of only a few pages, made its appearance in 1669. 69! 1669! And is in the Bodleian Oxford period. Rare as the leaflet is now, it must have been popular for a copy of the 13th edition, 13th edition, dated 1684. That's 15 years after its appearance in 69, is to be found in the Advocates Library. Capital A, capital A. A-L, Advocates Library. You want to be an advocate? Go to the library. Not Z Library anymore. It's A Library. Advocates. Edinburgh. While the Bolinian has a copy of the 17th edition, 1687, period. Bedrina Precis et Singulella, Singula, Paternoster et ad Singula Ave Maria, comma, Mysterium, Aliquod Vite Christi ot Bete, Biute, Verhines legal et premitat. A chard scriptoras ord palad in supplement volume 2, page 6. It was not for nearly 200 years after this that the same name rosary began to even be applied to this devotion, which other people besides the Benguines then knew as Our Lady Psalter. Okay, in the, what? Okay, hold on. Let me put it on hold. Yes? What? Okay, you pushed this in a long time. Uh-huh. Look. Uh-huh. You want to put it somewhere? Uh-huh. That moves. Uh-huh. Okay, if you want to read this, go to catholicpamphlets.net. That's pamphlets. P-A-M-P-H-L-E-S-T-S. Pamphlets. Backslash file pamphlets the Psalter of Our Lady that PDF okay great moving on okay guys I got the mother load right here for you from Saint Louis de Montfort himself who was the author of the book True Devotions to Mary which we're reading if you are haven't been following us please do that I am gonna make a completely separate video just for that it's gonna be labeled. I don't know. We'll label something. Anyway, so that we can always play it over and over again when we do our rosaries. Alrighty. Bye-bye. I'll leave you with something. 
Strike a pose. There's nothing to it. Go look up Fatima. It's amazing. We'll have to do that sometime, but... news going around right now about certain people but I choose to look at the good stuff you know save the good just chop off the bad you know shit it out scare it out whatever Try to explain. 
She paid for her. She paid for his bond. Wow, wow, Madonna. Wow. I'm gonna call this. Let us pray. For now, let us pray.